my name is Bree, and welcome to this amazing podcast called Bree's Bliss. You have great purpose here, great purpose here, and I believe in you so, so much. Today, I'm wanting to upload a video that I, I don't know, I had some intuition to go live on Facebook yesterday, and so I just followed my intuition, like my mentors tell me to, and... So the video ended up being an hour long, but if you're in it today for <laughs> this audio, I super appreciate you being here. Um, if you could do one of three things or all three things, number one, subscribe and follow. Number two, screenshot, share it to your Instagram stories or tag your friends, send it to your friends. And then lastly, leave a review. Um, the more that we interact with this podcast, the more that we share it, the more that it grows. And I want to continue um, doing all this for free. I don't ever want to pay for ads or anything like that. So I super appreciate your presence here. And today I got a little vulnerable with you guys. So happy Friday. I hope you enjoy your weekend. And yeah, message me anytime on any social media. I super appreciate you. All right, bye. Hey Facebook, my name's Brie, or you can call me hashtag Brie's Bliss. Brianna Rose Ostrick is my full name. Most people call me Brie. I've had multiple nicknames throughout my life. Banana Muffin, Nana Muffin. Anyway, we're going off topic here. Today I'm going to get a little vulnerable with you guys. I kind of put a, um, a description in this before starting. I'm going to share it to some groups first. I don't really have an agenda on what I'm talking about. <laughs> But I also do. Um, You are allowed to evolve. You are allowed to change. You are allowed to shed past versions of yourself. In the process of learning and growing as an individual, going through experiences or saying or doing certain things and reaping a consequence for that usually alters the perception of reality, the perception of us, um, and also it's an opportunity to learn and grow, right? So there's a lot of things in my life that I have learned and grown from. There, I am so, I wanted to say, number one, I'm proud of myself for evolving. I'm proud of you for evolving. There are some, see, I, like I said, I don't have like a, a direct, how am I going to get this out? I'm sure it will start flowing. (laughs) Hey, Stephanie. I'll just tell you guys some random stories, I guess, right? Um, So it was calling to me. For some reason, I felt called to call myself out today. (laughs) So here I am. Um, I'm not perfect, but I get on here. The reason why I get on here and talk about mindset and personal development and stuff like that is because I've came from a place in my life where I, I, that wasn't even a thought before. Personal development, mindset, any of that was never even a thought. It wasn't even a practice or part of my lifestyle or a discipline really. Um, and from, from looking back from the person I was and what, I feel like I was a chaotic person. Number one, I'm going to just say that. We're all toxic in our own way, and I was definitely a toxic human to a lot of relationships and people in my life. And I hope my internet connection is good. Let me know when you're hopping on. Um, And so I feel like a lot of the lessons in learning or what I talk about in the experiences I've been through and the personal development comes from what I've been through what I've done, what I've said, and then me actually learning from that consequence. There are some things that I'd never do again. There are some things that I have walked around. I have walked around with so much shame and guilt because I think, why? Why did I even do that? Why did I say that? Why? How could I have hurt another human or caused them chaos or drama or anything like that? I used to be very reactive, very reactive, carrying around anger with me everywhere I went, like a chip on my shoulder, like don't mess with me. Um, And I'm loud and I'm also big, good energy, but I wasn't using it in a positive way before. Um, I, I never really, I felt like I never really intentionally hurt people, but I do realize my actions and my words were harming the people in my life and my relationships. Going back to childhood, um, I've stolen things from my own brother. I mean, that to me is uh, morally not okay, right? Um, I don't steal things now, obviously. So there, there is a, a shift in, um, in that. So th- I guess I'm just giving examples of, as humans, 
we go through life and as we grow, we, we are in certain situations and experiences or we, um, or we have done things that we know maybe we're not safe or not good. Um, I used to abuse substances, so I am, I am, I guess, yeah, I'm a, I'm in recovery from, um, substances. So when I was younger, I would drink every single day. Um, I've also dabbled into like in my, in my high school years and stuff like that. Um, I've gone binges of taking ecstasy and, um, drinking a bunch and not, like I said, I didn't have self-love. I didn't have any self-love for myself. Um, so I would go around because of no self-love. I'd go around and I'm a kid. I would describe myself as a ball of chaos, really. Anywhere I was, I I mean, yeah, I'm creating friends and yeah, I'm having fun. And yeah, we're laughing and we're talking and all that. But my presence in that moment wasn't healthy for the other people involved. If I'm making sense right in that moment. So hindsight's 2020, right? Hindsight's 2020. So when I, when I was younger and I didn't have self-love or care for myself and I'd go out and party and go out and drink and binge on ecstasy or or do this or do that, I wasn't thinking of my actions. I wasn't thinking about how my actions actually affected the other people around me. I just didn't care about myself. I just didn't care. So because I didn't care, I didn't care about what was going on outside of me, right? Because I lacked self-love and compassion in myself, I'd just go out on a bender and be like, whatever, I don't care what happens, right? Um, and this led me to to lying to people, to to cheating on people, to to walking around, and then it led to aggression. I, I was walking around with so much anger, anger at myself for the years of neglect that I had on my own well-being and the fact that I affected other people with that, right? Um, in my relationships, um, in my personal relationships, like significant other relationships, I, I have held commitment within my relationships and I feel like the commitment, the commitment was there, but the honesty and the proper communication and um, my... Um, state of well-being was not there and it didn't and and that and therefore that's why the relationship failed I was also a toxic person in those relationships my first relationship in high school um, we were both toxic to each other but at the same time like I realized there's a lot of things that I could have responded to instead of reacted to and um, I was that person who yelled. I was the person who who would just pack up all her stuff and dissemble and destruction and just like, you don't care for me? Well, then F this and let's just create chaos, right? And that's not, and it wasn't healthy for my, for my state of being, but I never realized in the moment how much it actually affected the other humans. And so... Um, if you are one of those humans and you're hopping on, I super appreciate you. I apologize. Um, I have individually in my years of growth, I've actually taken time to reach out to certain people and apologized or thanked them for being part of my life. Um, because I realized that in that moment of self doubt or lacking love and care about myself, that I, I was hurting other people. I wasn't just hurting myself. I was hurting other people. I didn't care about when I woke up. I didn't care about how much sleep I got. I didn't care about drinking water. I didn't care about eating in the, in the three years I lived in my car because I had left home, there was some stuff going on at my, um, in my family life. And so at 17 years old, I left home. And so I lived in my car for three years. And in those three years, I didn't give a crap. <laughs> I didn't care about me. And I felt like I cared about other people. But did I really? Because if I actually cared about other, about those other people, then I would have made myself right. So I wasn't affecting them in a negative way. So, like I said, I don't know where I exactly I'm going with this, but in the times that, like, I have shame and guilt for parts of my life in the way that I've lived. Number one, when I was living in my car for three years, like, there were times where I didn't have food. So, like, we at, we begged for money on the side of the road. I had a, I held a sign, and it's called spanging. I held a sign and asked for money. I've, I mean, I used resources like the food bank and the next step and stuff like that, but... They're like, 
I've eaten, <laughs> there's, there's so many parts of my life where I, why can't I get it out, guys? It, it will flow. It will flow. A roly-poly in high school. I like that term. Yeah, I was all over the place. Uh, an angry person for so long. Thank you. That Yeah, I've made observations and shifts, but I, I was such an angry person. I was always living in this victim mentality, and because of that, I really didn't, like, care about... If I'm spinning out of control and I'm sucking other people into my vortex of spinning out of control, I really didn't care how I was affecting them. Now I do. I have great compassion and empathy for that. And and I'm thankful I went through all these things so that I could learn, so I could learn um, about how our actions and our words truly do affect other humans and our connections with them, right? Um, I've always... I was always somebody who, like, if if I felt like somebody else was out of line, I don't know where I feel like I'm even entitled to even say they're out of line, but I would get loud and, and mad and angry, and, and that looks, like, crazy to other people, right? It's not, um, it's not showing compassion to the other person, and it's not communicating in a healthy way either. So, growing up, I did... Um, abuse substances. Um, yesterday I was thinking about how it's been three years since I've smoked cigarettes. Um, I used to smoke a pack a day. I used to smoke a pack of cigarettes a day. Um, and I, I was smoking cigarettes since I was 14, smoked a pack a day up until about three years ago. And I'm super proud of myself for that. I used to go out on vendors of drinking and partying and if I'm drunk and other people are like, oh, we got these other things like ecstasy and molly and all that, I wouldn't, I would, I would just take them. And like I said, I went on a bender with ecstasy for, for a little bit. I remember one time I was running around this, uh, this park, this, uh, it was a, I wonder if my, uh, internet's working. Keep saying reconnect. Okay, so I, I remember this one time we all took some some ecstasy and I was like running around this park and um, I had I was running up these stairs and I stubbed my toe and I thought I broke my toe so I called my mom like hysterically crying and I wasn't even living at home at this time I was like I broke my toe she had no idea I was on any sort of substance or anything and it's been years since I've abused substances. Um, like I said, it's been three years since I've um, smoked a cigarette. I used to smoke a pack a day. Hey, hello, Victoria. And so <laughs> I know this video is kind of rambly, but I'm being vulnerable with you guys. So um, I used to walk around with a chip on my shoulder, very angry at the world, very angry with everybody else. And so when I went out into the world, I really didn't care what I did or how I responded or what value I was giving to other people. I was just like trying to, to numb myself, really. I was just trying to numb away. I was trying to numb away my feelings. I was trying to numb away my thoughts. I didn't have any direction. I didn't feel like I had a purpose. I, I, I was so low, feeling so low in my life that I just wanted, I just wanted to be done, right? There, there was several points in my life where I just wanted to be done. And the, not taking care of ourselves because of lack of love or lack of belief, not taking care of myself because of that spawned from a lot of other things. But ultimately, the biggest thing that gets me is the is how I affected other people in that process. That's what gets me. That's what kind of drives my change now. That's what that's what drives me to show up every day for self-discipline now. Because I know that if I stayed in that position, then I would continuously be harming other people in my life, including myself. And I wouldn't be progressing or growing as an individual. And so being able to take being able to sit with myself now and be actually comfortable with myself now, I feel is a blessing and it's taken a lot of time, but that's why I like to show up and be real and vulnerable with you guys. I want to let you know, like, no matter where you're at in your life, if, if you don't believe in yourself or if you've done certain things that create shame and guilt in your life, you are still worthy of change and you're still worthy of a good life. It's not, this is it. At one point in my life, I thought that. I thought, this is it. This is it. I, I, I had felt so low, 
there were days I wouldn't eat or there were days I would eat, um, yeah, there were days I wouldn't eat. There were days that I would consume a bunch of substances and smoke a bunch of cigarettes and drink a lot of alcohol and, and take pills and, and do all these things to just numb away and fill this void within myself until I realized that void that it needed to be filled was love. It was self-love and self-compassion. And when we lack self-love and self-compassion or belief in ourselves, we look for external things to fill that. And in doing that, we also hurt people and hurt ourselves. Hurt people hurt people, right? Um, so I'm not, I'm definitely not perfect. I, I'm imperfectly perfect because I've, I'm grateful for where I'm at now because I guess as humans, I'm thankful that we have the ability to learn and the ability to adapt and make a choice. Like we have a choice every single day to to change. And so I could continue waking up every day with a chip on my shoulder and yell at every single person I come in contact with and tell them to leave me alone and they don't know me and they don't understand and they never will. Or I can give them the benefit of the doubt, believe in them and, and sit with them and try to understand them so they can try to understand me. And that's where the connecting point for me happened is I was always living this victim mentality of, well, they don't understand me. So, but what about me understanding them? What about me having empathy for them? As humans, once I realized that I learned from other people just as much as they learned from me, that's where a lot of uh, my, my perspective changed in my life. Because the moment I didn't want to hurt any other human in front of me was the moment I realized that I need to stop hurting myself. Because if I don't want to hurt other people, then I need to stop hurting myself. I need to start caring about myself. I need to start fueling my body right, my mind right, all this stuff. I could not imagine my life right now if I continued the path that I was on. If I continued the path that I was on six years ago... I wouldn't be here with you guys. I wouldn't be showing up every day as a self-discipline for myself um, and showing up for those of you who care about me and who I care for as well. I wouldn't, it's hard to explain. It's even hard to imagine or fathom that type of life. But the last time, the the moment, the day that I decided... I've been on here before and I've uh, I've went on video and explained it to you, but I know that I have a lot of new friends on here. Um, um, self-harm was a huge coping mechanism for me. Self-harm, cutting myself. Um, there's there's several things I did to harm myself. And cutting was number one. And one day I took scissors and I decided I wanted to stab myself in the arm and be done. So from that day forward, it was a huge pivot in my mind because that was a super scary moment. That was the last time I, I ever tried to take my life, and it was a very pivotal moment for me. I, I, I realized something needed to change, or I'm just going to do it again. Something needed to change. I And change, I realized also that like I was always looking for outer sources for my change or to fill my void. And that's also why I was angry, because nothing could fill the void, and nothing could give me that self-love, only me. And so I was always walking around angry. But that day where I failed to take my life and my friends were there and it was a scary moment, that was a huge eye-opening moment that like, if I wanted things to change, I needed to change. If I wanted my life to change, I needed to change. And I didn't really have belief in myself or or a reason why I should believe in myself, but but a little bit of that was the fact that I didn't want to hurt any be any other humans anymore. I didn't want to go around in life, go to a party and be not okay in my head. So get too drunk and freaking fall all over the place and make out with this person, make out with that person and not care who I'm affecting, right? That's kind of what drove me to, to make those changes. And then it shifted into to giving love back to myself. I didn't want to hurt other people, right? And hurt people hurt people. So I was like... If I want my world to change, if I want things to change in my life, I must change. <laughs> my driving force was not hurting people anymore. Um, I realized that the relationships and the friendships that I had were failing because I wasn't actually being there for my friend. I was asking them to be there for me. And 
I've just lived, I feel like I've lived my life pretty selfishly for a, for a while and also in an aggressive way. And so a lot of the times I wake up and I think about my past and I think about, do I want to continue affecting myself and others in that way? And now, now, no, I mean, now I have a daughter. So, so it's a little different. My percept back then, back then when I had made these choices, I was not a mom. And so my, my, uh, my first instinct of, um, giving compassion to myself was, um, being, being that example for like my brother, but that's a whole different story to talk with you guys about. Those of you who are in my town understand, uh, the dynamic of my brother and I, or I guess maybe, but now that I'm a mom, a lot of my why has shifted, right? A lot of my why has changed because when you become a parent, a lot of things have shifted and changed. But prior to me being a mom and shifting out of this lifestyle of destruction, I made a commitment to myself and I, I found something outside of myself to fuel that, which was showing up for my brother, showing up for, um, to show, to, to show that it's possible to get out of that. Does that make sense? Let me see. I'm trying to think how, how I can word this. I don't talk about my brother very often on social media for a reason, but, um, sometimes people, people have to see you in a dark space. And then watch you get through it so that they know it's possible. Um, and so I wake up every day and I pr- I'm trying to just prove like it's possible. You, If two people come from the same space but we think and feel differently, we can show up and lead by example. And I started showing up and trying to lead by example for family. But I also realized I need to do that for me. And that's that's number one. Self-love, self-love is tricky. Self, self-compassion is tricky. Not all the time do we feel worthy of it. Not all the time do we believe in ourselves. Um, especially based on our past. Like there are so many things I've done in my life. Or these so many things I've said in my life. Said to people where... <laughs> I sit here even right now sometimes and I'm like, who am I to get on video and talk to you guys about these thoughts and feelings or personal development and stuff like that? But then that's imposter syndrome because I do, I I feel like I do get to and can talk about these things because I'm not there anymore. I'm, I'm showing up every day and I'm showing you like, I've been there, but but I, I've been getting better, and I choose to get up and get better every day, and so, like, at the moment where I had thought, this is it, this is end all, be all, nothing, this is my life, but it wasn't, look at I'm here, <laughs> living a whole completely different life with a whole different mindset, with a whole different passion and, and energy within me, I don't, I can't tell you exactly when the shift happened as I'm still learning and growing as a human. So when I get on every single day, I share with you guys my my epiphanies or, oh, I, I thought back on this time in my life and now here I am giving you this uh, advice or opinion based on my experience. So take with it what you, what applies to your life, but, but <laughs> it is possible that's why I get on here every single day and tell you guys how much I believe in you. There is the darkest of times in our life where we really do not see light. So just don't give up. Just keep walking through that dark tunnel. It's building all that, those tools and these learning. Hindsight's twenty twenty. Hindsight's twenty twenty. Once we get through that dark, that dark tunnel, there are so many perceptions of reality that are opened, and I can't speak on your journey. Everybody's different, right? Everybody's different. But I do know that a human being who used to make bad choices, who used to harm people, who used to harm themselves and not care about themselves, 
can make that change. And if I can do it, you can do it. If I can do it, you can do it. If I can say no, you can say no. If I can say that I'm worthy and I believe in myself, so can you. You're worthy and I believe in you. Even if you've lied to people, even if you've cheated on people, even if you've used to uh, abuse substances, you making the change, you wanting to make the change, you wanting to grow and learn from that, you need to congratulate yourself with that. for that. You need to give yourself grace for that. It's saying, it's like, it's saying like, I've had enough. I've had freaking enough of feeling like this. I've had enough of, of living like this and I'm ready to move, right? Sometimes we have to go through and grow through the most harsh time in our life to get us to move, we won't move unless something freaking slaps us in the face and we're like, whoa, I do not want to think this way anymore. I do not want to feel this way anymore. I do not want to perceive life this way anymore. Is there a better way? Is there a better way? Is there another way? There is. There is. Don't give up on yourself. Don't feel guilty or shame around your past. Your past doesn't define you. What you do today, what you're choosing to do, what you striving for better, even 1%. Not everything has to change in our life all at once. Change can be scary. Change can be very scary. It's really hard for some people to imagine a whole different lifestyle than the life they've lived their whole entire life. I understand that. But we can make small changes every day that compound. And then you look at your life five years ago and you're like, whoa, I'm living completely different. I'm thinking completely different. I'm feeling completely different because it all compounds. I'm not the same person as I was 10 years ago. And that's a beautiful thing. I'm grateful for that person I was. And I do not want to walk around with shame or guilt for that person that I was because I want to be who I am today without being that person without experiencing the things that I experienced because I wouldn't have learned the lessons in the experience and the connections and also the other people. And, and, and I, yes, the guilt comes from feeling sorry for maybe the people that we've affected or the people I've affected in my life. But something that we can do is write a letter or reach out to them and explain to them, Hey, I realized this, this, and this, I just wanted to say, sorry. That is something, that is forgiveness. That's forgiving you. And then they don't have to forgive you. You need to forgive you. I forgive myself for every wrong thing I've ever felt like I've done. Every human that I've ever hurt. Every bad word I've ever said. Anytime I've ever raised my voice at somebody or made them feel not worthy, right? I I forgive myself for that and and... I'm willing to make the changes to become better and to and to shift my perspective, my perception of, of life, and to respond rather than react. Respond to myself and my needs, respond to my daughter's needs, respond to my family's needs, and respond to the needs of others instead of reacting. I don't know, now I'm going off on tangents. I'm glad it made sense, Victoria. Sometimes we have to find an outer source of why we're doing things. And for a lot of us, especially now in my life, my my daughter is is that I'm a, I'm a parent. But it's also we don't I feel like we shouldn't put that on our children. So because they're going to they're going to live their own life one day, right? And so we have to find that within ourselves also. Um I think about, I just, I think about how I felt and I just don't want other people to feel that way. And like, I know it's going to happen and I know we're humans and, and the fact, what gets me is the fact that I've been a catalyst to other people feeling like that in their life. I've been that toxic person that's made somebody else spiral in their thoughts or not care about themselves or you know it's in relationships and toxic relationships stuff like that I've been that 
but I, but I'm willing to make the change. And I guess, yeah, I guess I just wanted to be, get on here today and be vulnerable with you, tell you some stories. Um, and, and like, it doesn't, I'm not a bad person because of my past. I'm not, you're not a bad person because of your past. You, what makes, I feel like what makes someone a bad person is, which I don't even like saying bad person. Like, is there a bad person? There is. But I feel like what makes a bad person is people not actually realizing within themselves what their actions are doing to themselves and to those around them. And they're not willing to make the change. Sometimes we're like stuck in that illusion. But like if you have compassion and empathy for yourself, if you walk around with shame and guilt, you have compassion and empathy. You're, you are a human who wants that change in a way, but our shame and our guilt is too high to understand how we can give that love and, and compassion back to ourselves. That's where I was. I was feeling so shameful and guilty of all the things I've ever done in my life that I was like, how can I say that I should give love back to myself now? What? Why should I give love and compassion back to myself after I've all those things that I've done? After after yelling, after saying hurtful things, after after hurting myself for so long, why do I deserve even giving love and compassion to myself now? Well, because the moment that I do, then I stop hurting other people. And I stop hurting myself. And then I start giving value to my life and value to others. And is this valuable to you guys? If it, <laughs> I was like, shit, at the beginning of all this, so when I wrote the, um, I was sitting there drinking my ketones this morning, right? And I started writing. That's the whole, I don't know if you can see the caption to this. I started writing and I was like, wait, maybe I should go on video and just talk. <laughs> so I wrote all that with my, my, I was just like creatively writing um, it spoke through me, my intuition guided me to, to write all that for some reason, and then I was like, wait, should I just come on live and just out myself, <laughs> pretty much? Like, because maybe, maybe I had the, so I had a conversation with a friend the other day, they were beating themselves up over the things they've done in their life, but I was like, look at you now, though. Look at you now. Do you do that stuff now? They're like, no. I'm like, so why are you feeling shameful or guilty? Why are you carrying all that weight on your shoulders when you've gotten up every single day with radical self-discipline to make the changes and become a different person? Not everything has to change all at once. Change is scary. I understand that. But when we get up every single day and choose to make that 1% change, that 1% better, it does compound. And then you, one day you wake up and you're like, I don't even recognize myself. (laughs) I'm completely different, evolved version of myself. There are people from my past who don't recognize me. I mean, yes, you recognize the shell of my being, but you don't recognize my heart or my soul. It's hard for them to even connect with me or communicate with me. When we grow and change and evolve and our energy levels start shifting, the frequency we admit from our our humanness uh, changes, the way we interact with the world changes. The people we communicate with changes. Um, There's a time of solitude sometimes, and I've realized, like, sometimes... I'll try talking to people from my past, and we, like, don't understand each other. We're not on the same wavelength anymore. And that's okay. Sometimes it's scary when we're changing and parts of our life start start to like flow out. But that has to happen for new to flow in. You're inviting the new in with your changes, with your hard work, with your self-discipline. So, I don't know. I had intuition. I was like writing all that while I was drinking my ketones this morning. And then for some reason I was like, let me go live and talk about all this. <laughs> let you know that that if I can do it you can do it right (laughs) like it's just I never thought I never thought that okay so here's the story when I got when uh my daughter was four months old we were living with 
with my mom at my at the childhood home I grew up with. I grew up in a in childhood home in Malpe, but my parents got divorced and my dad moved to California. And so my mom stayed in the house that we grew up in. And when my dad moved to California, um, Hunter's dad and I started living with my mom and my brother lived there and everything. Well, the household environment started to become toxic. The household just a lot of things started to become toxic. And so I had to, I, I was given an ultimatum, but also I had to make the choice ultimately for my state of well-being and for my daughter. At four months old, I was like, I, I need to make this happen. I need to find a place. I need to get out of this toxic environment. This is not good for no, for anybody involved. And so every single day I made a commitment. I went on searching on my phone, searching on my phone, on internet, on the internet, finding a place to live. And I found this house. And I found this house. My daughter was four months old. I found this house. I'm 22 years old. And I was like, I cannot, I, I have to change. I have to make that change. I made that commitment. So at 22 years old, I found, I, I found this house to rent. And when my daughter was four months old, we moved out of my mom's house and, and is here and I'm here now. And so I'm proud of myself. And what I, what I guess I'm getting at is I'm not trying to say this to impress you, but to impress upon you that if I can do it, you can do it. If I can pull myself out of a toxic environment or a toxic relationship or something that is pulling my well-being even further down into shame and guilt than I already was. If I can do that, so can you. Like, it's possible. I want, I just, sometimes we don't see what's possible when we're in the dark. But, like, I'll give you a flashlight. <laughs> I'll give you that flashlight. Um, yeah, there, I felt... There was immense amount of guilt and shame surrounding wanting to leave that environment as well because that's my family. But at the same time, I mean, I'm a, I was a new mom, so I needed to figure out what was going to be best for, for me trying to figure out motherhood and then raising a, a child, right? And so I know, I know that sometimes we want to give the people involved the benefit of the doubt or believe that they will change. So, so like, let's say I stayed in that environment because I was hopeful of the other humans involved that they would change. We are not in control of other humans. We cannot control other humans. The only person I can control is me. So if I stay hopeful that everybody else in that household would have changed, I would have stayed there and probably felt like I was drowning still. The moment I realized I can't change other people, I only can change me. I must move. I must make that choice to get out, move, and do something about it. It's, I mean, I didn't like the situation. I didn't like the circumstances or the experience. Of course, I wish it was different. Of course, I've played several scenarios in my head about how it could be different. But it's all about how we respond and we, we react. And so I could have just been like, yeah, this is life. But I knew that my well-being and state of mind needed, it needed, your environment is super important. Our environment is super important to our well-being and our state of mind. It really is. There's no getting around that. There's no getting around that. Your environment is really important for that. And the five people you hang around the most, the five people who you're listening to every single day, they 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 impact your mental state of mind and your well-being. And so if you're looking for change, it is possible. But we got to start making the small changes on what we're doing, on how we're taking care of ourselves, on how we perceive ourselves. Um, I, I know I'm trying to make the shift as a person when I come on social media and stop telling you guys what to do because, like, who am I to tell you what to do? But, like, in the regards to when I say, get motivated, I believe in you, just go do this, go do that. I realize that's, that's hard. If... If I step back for a moment and put myself kind of back in the situation of where I was feeling uh, guilt and shame and also not worthy of my life and not taking care of myself, if someone was to tell me those things, I'd just look at them and be like, 
Okay, you're telling me to do these things and I don't even have a perception or like care to to do that to do that for me, right? So I guess that's why why I wanted to tell you some stories. And I think <laughs> I need to get better at storytelling. Um because no matter your background, no matter what you've done, like you're worthy of that change if you're if you're wanting it. If you want it, that's like the number one step, right? That's the number one thing. If you want it inside of you, there's something inside. Your intuition tells you that it's tangible. That's what your. I feel like that's what our intuition is doing. When we have that gut feeling of, of change or move or this isn't right or maybe I should stop doing this. That's your intuition being like, yeah, because there's something greater on the other side. And so sometimes we're like, not listening to our gut sometimes we don't listen to our intuition and we're like we start replaying scenarios in our head about why I'm not worthy of this or but I've done this but I've done that so how could I how could I who am I to to be able to live that better life if I've done x y and z but you are you I know so many people who 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 are in recovery or who have been to jail or who have but they're living their best life now. They're not that person anymore. You understand? So like we we can come from the darkest depths of this planet and switch into the light, but it doesn't happen overnight. It doesn't happen overnight. It's just number 1, it's people believing in you, but also you believing in yourself, right? You believing in yourself you believing that the change is possible and like when it I didn't respect myself so how was I to respect other people that's why I was always hurting other people so I guess as I'm learning and growing I like to show up every single day on the social medias and just put my mind out there and my thoughts and stuff because there was a day where I just didn't want to be here. But now every single day I do. And so I know that, like I said, I can't pinpoint exactly when that shift happened in my in my mind. But I know that every single day I show up and share more of me, I heal. And then I get to share with you my, my epiphanies or my thoughts or what I've learned about a certain situation, how to communicate better. I didn't used to talk like this. My communication has greatly improved by reading and by journaling and by thinking and reevaluating certain things in my life. It's taken a lot of work and a lot of internal work and a lot of shadow work and a lot of time spent with just me. And that's the thing. That's the thing I think is that I was always, like I said, I was always looking for something outside of myself to fill a void when it was me who needed to fill it. Who needed to understand. I was always looking for someone else to understand me. When I didn't take the time to understand me. When I didn't take the time to sit with myself. And understand me. How are other people going to understand me? Or take that time? And at first. Sitting alone with my own thoughts. And getting them out. And figuring out who I am and stuff. And like. And giving myself that purpose to wake up. That was hard. It's not easy, but if it's like we can work those muscles in our brain to continue building and creating those neural pathways every day we show up. Every day we show up. Maybe one day I write one sentence in my journal. The next I write a paragraph. The next I fill out a page. It's it's building. So it's not one day I'm going to just do all the things and then it's going to change. It's getting up. And doing one thing today, that's a little different. The next day, getting up, doing one thing that's a little different. And not overwhelming ourselves. And just getting up and and thinking, what can I do that's 1% better? Maybe I drank one thing of water yesterday, so tomorrow I'm going to drink two things of water. It's, It's kind of just building every step every day. So not we're not overwhelming ourselves, but we're still compounding it, right? And... When we do that, we build confidence. And then you start believing in yourself. Because you can see your own progress and feel your own progress. And you haven't let yourself down because you've showed up every single day. The days 
I used to pick things up and put them down. I used to not be consistent with things. And then I freaking blame everybody else for nothing working in my life. And I realized, well, am I showing up? Am I getting up and doing the things? I was, I was so reliant on everybody else or everything or, or outside forces to validate me or to tell me to do this or wake up or did you get this done? Did you get that done? And support is not, support is great. Um, I needed that support as well, but nothing was really changing because I was, I was just like dragging my feet as I was listening to people. But the moment I was like, I need to do this for me. I need to actually make the change and take the action and have radical self-discipline. Everything started compounding. You can't always get the people around you to support that better you. You know, you can be. Some people around us have made us the excuse they can't succeed. If you get better, they can't use that. Yes. Yes. We outgrow, we outgrow some people. And some people, I've learned there are two types of people. Those who will stand with you and support you even through those change. And those who are like, I came from the same place. How are you changing and I'm not? And it's all about the action and the choice to do it. Like, our reputation is made by other people. Our character is made by us. Our reputation will always change. Our character change. Our reputation, let me say, will always change depending on others. Our character will change depending on us. Sooner or later, our reputation and our character will align. Don't worry about your reputation. My reputation of my past, the reputation of everything I've been through, everything I've done, everything, everything I've said, the drugs I've used, things I've done, my reputation is here, what people think of me, and it's always fluctuating. My character is what I get to choose, is what I get to build. And eventually my character will align with my reputation and people will see me for my character and what I choose to do on a daily basis when I'm alone. When I'm alone. It's what we're doing. It's what we do when nobody's watching. And like, I, I used to get so distracted. Like I say, Hey, Lane. And thank you, Jennifer. Filling the void of outside forces. I didn't, I couldn't be alone. I couldn't be alone because, and so I was always trying to be around people or, or filling the void with other things but like that is influencing me. So I'm not, the moment we can sit with ourselves and be uncomfortable with ourselves and try to understand ourselves, we're not influenced from outer sources. We're influencing ourselves. We're leading ourselves. We made that decision to say enough is enough. Or have you gone through so much pain? Are you tired of it? Are you tired of it yet? Are you ready to make the change? There's a saying where you have to hit rock bottom to actually to freaking want to switch it. I, I mean, there are several different points of view in rock bottom, but like in my mental state of mind, I hit rock bottom and I said enough is enough. I cannot keep thinking this way or feeling this way. Where is it getting me? I'm just drowning myself. I was just drowning myself. And for what? For thoughts. I don't know. <laughs> I do know. I shouldn't say I don't know. I do know. But you don't know what you don't know. I'm still growing and still learning. And that's why I like to come on the social media. Be, make a fool of myself. Whatever. I'm just, I'm just being vulnerable and real and raw. And I know one person out of a hundred will gain value from this. Um, I, I just want you to know, like, if I can do it, you can do it. If, if there was a point in my life where I literally didn't want to be here. But I've changed a lot of things I do on the daily, which has shifted my mindset, which has shifted my feelings, which has shifted the way that I interact with the world, the way I respond to the world. If I can do it, you can do it. It doesn't happen overnight, though. But can you make that commitment to yourself that you're going to show up every single day for you? Because then we can show up every single day for the people that we care most about. And then I can also go back and apologize to all the people I feel like I've hurt. Because I'm in a better headspace now, right? And realizing 
uh, like I said, hindsight's twenty twenty. It's like asking for forgiveness from myself, but for other from others, and yeah, your past doesn't define you. I'm I'm thankful I'm not chaotic Brie anymore, right? I'm thankful of that, um, but I'm also thankful that I was that. <laughs> Because I wouldn't be me today without it. I wouldn't have gained the the um, knowledge or the tools or the the learning that I needed to. Th- those experiences they're building blocks into who we are as a human, and we gotta we gotta grow through what we go through, right? It's failing forward. Um, I don't find them to be mistakes because if I didn't, like I said, they're not full mistakes I was I was carrying around shame and guilt for some things because I thought they were mistakes but if they were mistakes then there would be no lesson or well mistakes have lessons but like I don't like the word mistake because if the lesson has came from it it's not a mistake right because <laughs> lessons are good so like does that make sense <laughs> it's not a mistake because there was something to learn from it and I've grown from it um, so it's feeling forward. It's taking that, that new tool and, and stuff. And in my relationships, I've never been a great communicator. I've never been able to actually like portray my feelings outwardly in a good way to where they can receive them with, with love and compassion. I was always just like, I guess the way that I speak and the way that I, uh, my energy came off in a lot of my relationships was very like in your face or mad. Like I said, I was, I was a very angry human. But I don't want to give that energy to others anymore or myself. And I'm still figuring out when that switch came on in my head. But So I'm going to show up every single day on social media and still share with you guys my personal um, journey in growth and, and learning in this life. I do know that one tool that helped me... Um, it's been, I think, eight, nine years since, I'm 28 this year, so it's been, that was like 17. It's been nine years since I've tried to harm myself again, and the the book that I picked up first was The Secret. Um, I watched the documentary, and then I put, look at I have all these little notepad, notes in there, um, I read this book and it and that's changed my life. You are meant you are meant to have an amazing life. So if you are somebody right now who is maybe struggling to see your self-worth or you're walking around with shame and guilt and you're trying to figure out how you can pour self-compassion back into yourself, grab a book. Grab a book. Fuel your brain. Change the thoughts that are ongoing in your brain. It's the thoughts. It's the repetitive I'm not worth it, or I did this, or I did that. It's these repetitive, let's shift the mind, let's shift the wording and the phrasing and the dialogue in our mind by fueling it with things that shift our perspective so that when we start thinking different, we start feeling different, we start responding to the world differently, and our life will start to change. So this book, and any of her books really, but I would start with this, or go watch the documentary, The Secret, (laughs) It's kind of funnily put together, but also go grab this book. Um, In this book, I want to show you a way to an amazing life. There's so much for you to know about life and it's all, and it's all, and it is all good. In fact, it is beyond good. It is phenomenal. Life is so much easier than you think it is. And as you come to understand the way life works and the power you have inside you, you will experience the magic of life in its fullness and then you will have an amazing life. Now let the magic begin. (laughs) um yeah so this is this is a highly recommended book you can grab it on the internet or your local bookstore if they're open still (laughs) um and then of course the bible god i i had um i used to go to church camp i used to go to church and church camp um i went to church camp i think for three to four years in a row and um I do remember I was in a different headspace then. And then some things started happening at home and we fell off going to church and we felt I fell off going to church camp and I found myself falling back down into the dark and 
the day that I that I had tried to end my life for the last time. And then, like, there are so many other synchronies that started happening after that. Well, I asked my parents to move back home, so I moved back home in that time. But I started reading, and then I opened my heart back up to God, and I let him guide me. Instead of trying to control everything in my life, because there are so many uncontrollables, and we cannot control other humans, I can control myself, but I can't control the world, right? But if I leave it up to God to guide me, I can have faith. And that love, that love is abundant. It is abundant. There is no lack of that love. And so when you invite that in and you accept it in and you see that and you feel it, it's it's beautiful. It's incredible. But it's an everyday thing is building a relationship with yourself and with with that love, with that great love, right? You you are loved. You are loved. You are worthy. No matter what you've said or done in your life, there's always room for forgiveness. There's always room for grace. There's always room for improvement. There's always room to move from one situation and circumstance to the other. It's just a matter of doing it, taking the action. We can't just sit there and hope that it's going to happen. We can be led to an experience an opportunity, information, but it's really up to us to to take that opportunity. I could be led to like a book, right? But it's a, it's up to me to actually open the book and read it and apply the things. You could be here listening to me, but or I could be listening to a podcast and take what they're saying, but it's up to me to actually apply it, right? So <sighs> I find that when I switched, hi Zards, I find that instead of living in fear and shame and guilt for you, your past, and what is now, can you have faith and hope that things um, do get better, things do change? We, we get to decide that. You you can decide that if you if you watch Netflix every day now you can read a book instead. If you don't go on walks right now and you sit in your house most of the day, can you go outside for five minutes? Like there's these small changes we can start making that will compound and that will build a better tomorrow. Yesterday already happened. I will never be who I was. The only person I can compare myself to is who I was. And because I can compare myself to who I was, it makes me never want to be that. So I continue moving forward this way, <laughs> you know? Um, yeah, I can't compare apples to oranges, but the only person you can compare yourself to is the last version of yourself. And um, we, as, as humans, your soul is here to evolve, <laughs> We're here for the evolution of your soul. Whether you want to acknowledge it or not, whether you realize it or not, you are here for the evolution of your soul. We're like onions, peeling. There is no core. We feel like we have a core, like a peach or a plum or whatever, but it's onions. We're peeling layer after layer after layer after layer layer. Your outfit is so cute. All right. Yeah, I've been rambling. Are you ready to go on a walk now? So she's been doing her hair like this lately, and I absolutely love it. Mm. She does it herself in her little pigtails. <laughs> All right, yeah, I'm going to get off now. Um, I don't want to go on a walk. You don't want to go on a walk anymore? I just want to go on the block. I just want to go around the block. Walk around the block? Okay, we can do that. Get some outside time. Yeah. But not in the woods. Not in the woods like yesterday? Mm-mm. Okay. I'm so tired. You're so tired. I know. Every day, though, if we do it every day, we'll get... It's not easy, but we'll get stronger, right? If we do it every single day. It doesn't get easier because it's the same walk, but we get stronger. Like holes. Carry the pig up the mountain. <laughs> um, yeah, babe. I can't find Zardy's collar. You made him a collar? No, it's like the one that we bought for him. Uh-huh. And it said, Zardy Kiss. Was it pink? Yes. I don't know where it is either. I don't. I'll make another one. 
Hey, Jennifer's going on on a kids or on a kids. I just read, I just read that so wrong. Kid, Jennifer's going on a walk like you, like we are, not in the woods. Oh, Elaine says that her and her daughter built a snowman. They have snow there. We don't have snow here. Well, it was snowing. It was snowing, but not on Christmas. The snow got bored. So. The snow got bored. <laughs> yeah, so it just... All right, I'm going to get off now. I appreciate you guys being here. Um, I'm sure more vulnerable stories will come out as we go. Can I watch a movie? No, we're going to get up. We're going to go walk. You got your sweater? Go get a sweater. Please, or a coat, whatever you want to wear out in the outside world. I'm going to go on a walk around the block. And I also have stuff to go. Ooh, do you want to walk to the post office instead? Instead of drive there? I have things to drop off at the post office. Do you want to walk and help me drop them off? At the post office? She doesn't want to walk. Later, Gator. It snowed just after Christmas. That's awesome. <laughs> You're amazing. Thank you. I appreciate all of you um, for allowing <laughs> for cre continuously creating a safe space for me to just be me. Thank you so much. <laughs> I really appreciate it. Um, it means a lot to me that I can continuously sh show up on any platform on social media and I can be me and be vulnerable or or be motivating, or tell you guys whatever, and you're just here for it. And I super appreciate you. Um, our community and our family is so amazing. You all are beautiful humans, and don't let your past define you. We get, we have a choice to move. We do. You have a choice to move. I love you. I appreciate you.